and welcome to another episode of the Just Some Magic podcast. I am your host, Morgan, and here on Just Some Magic, we like to share people's most magical moments in and out of the theme parks. So whether you're counting down your days till your next vacation or you're on your way to work wishing to be going to a more magical place, this is the podcast for you. This episode was recorded almost a year ago when I first was starting to get guests on for my podcast. The week that I recorded this, a couple days prior, I had a Disney trip. My voice was very raspy from screaming on Rock and Roller Coaster and Tower of Terror. This was one of the first episodes I recorded, so I was still very new, and that's why the episode is a little bit shorter and there's a little bit of technical errors in it. Today's guest is the daughter of a voice actor that has been featured in some classic Disney movies. Can't you read? Can't you see? This is private property. You can cry, you can shout, but you can't get out. Problem. I took care of everything. Everything on the list. Uh, uh, the list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you see, it was, uh, it was like this. I was in the toy store. I was getting the uniforms, and I heard a, a roo, a roo. I am what I am, and that's all that I am. I'm one tough bazookas, which ain't all balookas, but ain't on the up and square. Attention, everyone. The final contestants are... The Honorable Sheriff of Nottingham and the spindle-legged <laughs> stock from Devonshire. Flora's father was Candy Candido, who gave characters his signature raspy voice. Flora and I actually met through my mom, who played a pickleball together. She is actually one of this show's biggest fans, so I'm so excited to finally share her episode. She shares so many stories of growing up in Burbank with her dad going to the Disney Animated Studios and all the perks of growing up at Disneyland. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode. If you have a magical moment that you would like to share, please go to justsomemagic.com and click on the share your magic button to submit your story. I cannot wait to read all your stories, but until then, on with the show. guest we have the daughter of a disney voice artist we today we have flora hi hi morgan it's nice to talk to you today it's so nice to talk mm-hmm. to you and meet you today we're so happy to have you on and share you so many stories that you're gonna have share with us we got to talking before we started and there's just so much and so like disney history and movies and stuff but Thank you so much for coming on. <laughs> oh, it's my pleasure. I love talking about my childhood because it was really a magical time for me. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. So do you want to tell us um, who your dad was in a couple of the Disney movies he's been in and some of the other stuff he's been in as well? Sure. My father's name was Candy Candido, and he worked for Walt Disney for over 40 years. And I believe one of the first things he did was Sleeping Beauty. He was... Um, one of the 
little goon creatures mm-hmm. for Maleficent's, Maleficent's goon. goon creatures. And then that was the beginning of an incredible career for him. That was phenomenal. And he's mm-hmm. gone on to do other Disney movies like uh, Peter Pan and mm-hmm. a couple of the other ones, uh, The Great Mouse Detective. Uh-huh. And uh, Robin Hood. Robin Hood. Uh, Babes in Toyland. So m- many. And he has a very iconic, deep voice and he, and you were telling me that his range yes he has a six octave range so he could hit the the lowest note on the piano he could hit one note below that to the other end he just it was a very unusual voice it's very Um, talented oh my goodness mm -hmm. I just I'm blown away I still think it's so amazing that you were able to do that and so you've got to experience a lot of stuff being the daughter of a Disney voice actor Um, do you want to before we get into all of that I'll ask you a couple fun questions okay so why do you love Disney? I always start off with that question for everybody, but why do you love mm-hmm. Disney? Um, I grew up hearing so many stories about what a wonderful man he was, and even though he was so talented and so famous, he was a very down-to-earth person, mm-hmm. so down-to-earth that everybody on the studio, from the man who was doing the parking lot to uh, restaurant workers, cafeteria workers called him Walt. He never wanted to be called Walt Disney. And so I grew up just hearing one story after another. And of course, I loved all the movies. And yeah. um, what what's not to love? Exactly, <laughs> exactly. And you've met Walt Disney. We'll get more mm. into detail about that later. But you met Walt Disney and they all, and you were telling me earlier that he liked to be called Walt, not Mr. Disney. Yeah, I was a very little girl, and I was at the opening of Disneyland in, in California, but I I think I was either five or seven years old, something mm-hmm. like that. I don't remember the exact year, so. That is so cool. And of course, my that I remember that more because I was told I was there. Yeah. <laughs> you know, oh, a long time ago. Like a, did you have any pictures by mm-hmm. any chance from then? I do. I have a black and white picture of me and my family sitting in the horseshoe. Um, the golden horseshoe? The Gordon, golden horseshoe watching a show. It's amazing. Uh, and I think I have a video of the first parade at the opening. We have. I have to see that. That is so cool. Okay. Oh, that is amazing. <laughs> what is... What is your favorite Disney movie? It doesn't have to be one your dad was in, but it might possibly be yeah. one your dad was in. <laughs> that, that is a tough one. Um, I think it would have to be Robin Hood. Oh. You know? And my dad was the constable. He was the crocodile or alligator. Yeah, doing uh, the, the archery contest and all that stuff, kind yeah. of like the announcer. Right, right. That yeah. is so cool. Yeah, I loved that movie, mm-hmm. so... Did you like all the other characters in it too? Did, like oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Mary you know. and Maid. I love her purples and her medieval style outfits. They're so pretty. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, and Brother John was a big, uh, 
bear character. Oh my oh, gosh, yeah. um, Robin Hood and Little John. Little John. I wish I knew the rest of the song. <laughs> that is so wide. I think I love Jungle Book too. Because <gasps> the music and that I just yes. loved all of the music in Jungle Book. Oh, it has like this like mysterious kind of feeling to it, like because you're going through the jungle and you don't quite know. I love mm-hmm. that. Was your dad in that one? My no. Name? Um, I don't believe he, no, he wasn't in that one. Later on, um, they stopped using voice artists and they used actors. And that was kind of a a pet peeve of all the voice artists because (laughs) part of their charm was you didn't know what they looked like. You know, their voices were very different and unique. But if you hear uh, an actor, a famous actor but you're not seeing his face, you, you know who it is. You know, it kind of yeah. takes away from the mystery of the cartoon character. Exactly. So, but it caught on, and that's how they do it now. Right. <laughs> so. I think voice acting as a career is so fascinating because the range of things people can do. It's not like an actor doing different styles of movies where it'd be like a comedy or an action. It's like they're kind of, you know, keeping their same voice, kind of doing kind of similar things just in a different genre of it but voice acting you can completely change your voice inflections or how fast or slow you talk the pitch of it the octaves like you were saying like voice Mm -hmm. acting that's so sad to hear that they did that yeah (laughs) oh so what parks have you been to so obviously Disneyland yeah Yeah. Disneyland is the only one that I've been to because um of course other parks in California but the Mm -hmm. only Disney park I've Mm -hmm. been to But I do have an interesting story for you. You know, when Disneyland Florida was being um, Mm -hmm. designed, Walt Disney was dying in the hospital. And he was dying in St. Joseph's Hospital, which was right across from Walt Disney Studio and right next to my high school, which was Providence High School. Mm -hmm. And my dad would go visit him, and um, uh, Walt Disney would have this huge um, pointer and he did the designs on the ceiling of his um, hospital his bedroom, room. Hospital room. That is uh-huh. so cool. Yeah. And kind of like, okay, this is where I want here and uh-huh. for the upcoming park. That is so amazing. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And um, and that's all in Burbank, California, correct? correct. Uh huh. Oh, my... Buena Vista Drive. Oh, I love that. They have that now in. Um, Disney California Adventure Park. There's Buena mm. Vista. Oh. And it, I love the little nods to older Hollywood and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Kind of staying on topic of the Walt Disney story and before he passed away. You're probably referring to how I found out that Walt Disney died yes. since we're just doing that. Well, um, since I went to high school across from the studio, my dad would make be making something there and he'd come to pick me up from school. Mm-hmm. And and other times I would walk across to the studio and get to watch them filming something. Oh my so goodness. That was always really fun. You walk up but to the gate and like my dad's in there and they're like, Okay, <laughs> come on. It was that I was like Yeah, or he'd meet me, you know, and oh, escort perfect. me in. So so the day that Disney died, my dad picked me up and he had the newspaper with the front page news of Walt Disney dying on, sitting on my seat, and I saw it, and I just burst into tears. Of course. It just broke my heart. Yeah, because so, yeah. you met him and everything multiple times, yeah. not just like one brief encounter. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's just more the stories that my father told me that made me feel, you know, very close to him. Yeah. And just all the joy he brought the world. I wanted him to live forever. He should. If anybody needs to live forever, it's Walt Disney. Uh Oh, my goodness. I'll tell you what I, you normally ask this question, but I'll switch it up to be more personal to you. But I always ask, what two or more characters would you love to see interact with each other? But I'll switch it up. And what two of your dad's characters would you love to see interact with each other? Oh, that's fun. That's a really mm-hmm. fun question. Well, it would have to be the Indian chief from um, Peter Pan. Mm-hmm. And let's see. Probably the Indian chief and, and the alligator from uh, Robin Hood. Yes. Yeah, because those were my two favorite characters that he did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When um, I was older, he did fidget in The Great Mouse Detective, and I didn't like that character. I thought he was ugly and scary. Yeah, <laughs> so, he was. <laughs> but the voice was very fun. Yes. You, it just made me angry that my dad wasn't something cute. <laughs> Come on, Dad. Why didn't you get a cute role? Oh, that's funny. I like that answer. I would love to see mm-hmm. the crocodile and Indian chief hang out together. I wonder what they would talk about. <laughs> and they're both deep voices. Right. <laughs> What Disney animated movie would you love to see become a live action? Because they've been doing that a lot recently. (laughs) I'd have to think about that one for a while. A live action. Oh, yeah, you're right. Like The Lion King and all of those, which have been beautiful. Yeah, I think they're currently working on like Little Mermaid and works in Cruella. That was a live action. They've done uh, Cinderella, Aladdin. They just Mm -hmm. came out with Mulan. Um, at the time of this recording and stuff, and they've done a lot. But... Right, what would be left? That they <laughs> I didn't know, right? Because <laughs> they've already done Jungle Book, so mm-hmm. that was very that. well done. I uh-huh. loved that. <laughs> I think my favorite though was The Lion King. That was just spectacular, and the music. When I did see that, I the minute the music started, I was just bawling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, the, the original or the no, new the, one? The new the one. one. The music was so incredibly done. It was very, oh. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Um, I don't know how to answer that question. I'd have to think about that for a while. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, we can come back to that for sure. It's a, it's definitely a fun question. Have you seen some of the Disney princess movies? Oh, sure. Of course. All okay. of them. <laughs> oh, yay. Good. Um, so I love to ask this question. It's one of my favorites, but if you could take your favorite elements from different Disney princesses, which dress, sidekick, and castle would you want to have? And you can mix and match, too. Okay. Dress. The dress would have to be in um, Sleeping Beauty when the fairies are changing her color to the blue and the pink, and the blue and the pink would be the pink for the dress. Um, And what were the other elements? Uh, Sidekick and castle. Sidekick. Okay. I loved, um, now I can't think of his name, he was the bird in Ariel, the the bird that would... Scuttle. Scuttle. I yes. love Scuttle. It would have to be Scuttle. He's a hoot. Yeah. Oh my goodness. And he's like, oh, this is a Snorflack and Doodle Hopper uh-huh. and saying everything wrong. Right. He's like, there's something different about her. And he's like, you got legs. Uh-huh. That's a good one. That's really yeah. fun. And whose castle would you like to have? Well, it would have to be Cinderella's. Because you know, when I see Cinderella's castle, I picture the one at, at Disney, Walt Disney World. World. Yes, <laughs> you know? oh, it's oh. so beautiful to see, and yeah. 
much bigger than Disneyland's when mm-hmm. I first went from, because I grew up going to Disney World. When uh-huh. I went to Disneyland for the first time a handful of years ago, I'm crying, I'm getting all emotional, I'm going in the original park, the one Waltz walked in, uh-huh. and I look down the street and I'm like wiping my eyes, is that it? It's so little because I'm uh-huh. Disney World, but I do right. love Sleeping Beauties because, right. like she's, I've told you, my she's my favorite, and I love little travel size castle. Uh-huh. You can walk in it and stuff. That's right. So <laughs> um, what is your favorite attraction at Disney? I know you haven't been in quite a while. Of course, when I was real little, I loved the teacups because yeah, I like to get dizzy. Now I wouldn't like that oh. so much. <laughs> I can definitely relate um, to that. <laughs> and uh, Dumbo was really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, you're saying specific rides, or did you want worlds? You, you want oh, right. specific yeah, rides? Oh, right. Yeah, any rides. And, um, oh, I think the most fantastic is Pirates of the Caribbean. Yes, yeah. and they do it so much better at Disneyland than uh-huh. Disney World. It's uh-huh. a lot longer, and the cave scenes uh-huh. and all that stuff. <laughs> and speaking of Pirates of the Caribbean, your dad was one of the voices. Mm-hmm. Right when you go get on the ride and you're going down the little waterfall thing mm-hmm. that you go yeah. down, it, his voice is the pirate up there that's telling you to beware, you know, oh, everything. Oh, beware, so. mm-hmm. all ominous and stuff. Oh, I love it mm-hmm. so much. And you've seen Beauty and the Beast? Yes. If you were an enchanted object in the Beast Castle, what ho- enchanted household item would you be? Well, you're really testing my memory because it's been a while since I've seen these. Okay. Um, and it doesn't have to be any of the ones that currently exist. Yeah. Like, for example, someone mm. said a blanket because they like mm-hmm. to make people feel warm and cozy. Uh-huh. Um, I, I got one. You it's got one? the teacup with the little chip out of it. <gasps> chip. Yeah, you'd be chip. You'd be chip. Oh, I because, it. I mean, what's more comforting than a cup of tea, right? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and if your cup of tea could talk to you. <laughs> I know. Oh, my goodness. And mm-hmm. he's just so, like adorable and like happy and optimistic and uh-huh. I love when he goes what's there mama <laughs> so cute if you could be roommates or if you had to be roommates with a Disney villain who would it be a roommate whoa mm-hmm. a Cruella de Vil Ooh, and why do yeah. you see that um well, I really wouldn't want to be a roommate with a villain, but yes. <laughs> I mean, she was very, uh, you know, forceful and a woman who knew what she wanted. <laughs> yeah. Oh, for sure. No question about that. Uh-huh. Yes. Very stylish. Maybe you can borrow oh, some of her clothes. Yes, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> and you can have um, her henchmen. I'm blinking on their name right now. Yes. Go fetch you some lunch or something. Uh-huh. And bring back. That's actually a good idea. You're the first one to say Cruella. And that's right. actually a really good one. Uh-huh. I love that. Ooh, which character would you love that your dad's done? I'll personalize it to that. What character would you love to see in the parks as like a meet and greet character? Boy, that would be hard because a lot of his characters were like an alligator. <laughs> kind of hard. Yeah. And you know, Fidget the Bat. <laughs> I don't know how they could do him. <laughs> He's a little scary, too. Yeah. <laughs> and then the goons in, um, that would be a fun one. Yeah. They, the goons in they've actually Sleeping done Beauty. that in Tokyo. Really? There's a little stage show. It doesn't exist anymore. I'll have to show you a video afterwards. Mm-hmm. But they're little, like, 
looks like a little pill with like little legs sticking on must be uh-huh. like somebody shorter and they're running around stage it's really oh, funny that's hysterical I'll i'd love to, to see that i'll have to show you it's great you'd be like there's my dad yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would have made my dad really happy oh good <laughs> oh that makes me happy All right, so we'll get. Thank you so much for answering those questions. I kind of tested your Disney brain mm-hmm. a little bit and starting to think of other characters mm-hmm. and movies and parks and stuff. Um, but I'll let you share one of your stories. Uh, my favorite um, Disney memory is oh, at Christmas time. Yes. Walt Disney would have a huge party for all the kids, uh, for anybody who worked at the studio. And, and would it be at the studio uh, or at Disneyland? Yes, it would be at the studio. And so we, we'd go to the studio, and you'd first go on a sound stage, and Santa Claus would meet you. He'd be sitting on this elaborate throne, and he's probably the most realistic Santa Claus that you've ever seen mm-hmm. in your life. And you'd talk to him, and then you go into the sound stage and have um, a show. And the show would start with a wonderful Disney cartoon, and then live performers, and you'd have like an hour and a half of just most incredible performers that were very famous in the day, like the Osmond Brothers and Kurt Russell. And um, I can't think of all of them right now, yeah. but it would be a fantastic show. That would be so cool. Um, was the cartoons like up-and-coming cartoons that they haven't released yet, or were they already like... No, they, they were standard. Um, I believe one was about Christmas. Um, so it's so long ago, but um, yeah, no, they it, it would be pretty much the same cartoon every okay. time. And it was just an introductory thing. Mm-hmm. And then the best part was when we'd leave, you'd walk across the... Um, the, the studio, you know, the parking lot, getting to the parking lot, mm-hmm. and there'd just be tables um, loaded with toys. And you'd get to pick a toy from every oh. table and, and go home. <laughs> Feel like, like the luckiest kid in the world. Oh, absolutely. And then you'd walk around, I'm assuming you'd walk around with, like, uh-huh. too many toys and your little arms could handle and stuff, and you'd uh-huh. want to get more. That's uh-huh. so Do you remember any of the toys that you got? By- mm-hmm. I think one of my favorite was a Pinocchio stuffed doll. I, I oh love my that. Goodness. So most of all of the toys were related to, um, you know, the studio and cartoons. And yeah, things like that. That is so cool. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. Do you want to share another story? I, I think this is pretty unique to me. When my dad would travel to promote a Disney movie or animated feature. Mm-hmm. He'd travel with one of the animators, and I got to go one time, and we're on the plane, and I'm sitting in the middle seat. The animator is by the window. My dad's on the other side, and the animator to uh, entertain me would draw a Disney characters on the window. Oh, my me. goodness. Do you remember uh, what characters he would draw? Or Wow. <laughs> You're really talking a lot of years ago. I'm old people out there. No. Well, she looks great for those of you listening. <laughs> Thank you. No, I can't remember that, but hanging in my uh, one of my bedrooms upstairs, I have a drawing made by one of the animators for me because it was Flora, the fairy godmother. The fairy godmother, uh-huh. yes. Yeah. That is amazing. That is so fun. Like just growing up around Disney, yeah. not just like the Disney parks back in the day, but just 
being in the studio and seeing your dad do all this stuff, did you get yeah. to watch a lot of his recordings? Um, I got to watch some of them, and um, not usually Disney ones, but my dad did commercials with Mel Blanc, and so I got to go watch them record that. Mm-hmm. And if you know who Mel Blanc is, he did all of the Warner Brothers characters, you know. The, oh, um, yeah, he he did all of the voices for Warner Brothers, um, and and that was hysterical because my dad was a small man, maybe about five two, and so was Mel Blanc, and they were built the same. And you're watching them talk back and forth, you know, but I'm not seeing the cartoon, of course. Yeah. <laughs> but you could visualize it because they they're also so animated when they're doing the voices, mm-hmm. you know. So that was a treasured memory. Um, I thought of another one while we were talking and. I remember it now. Another treasured memory was on my birthday, mm-hmm. my dad would have the characters call me, you know, so I'd, I'd pick up the phone and it would be, um, it wasn't always Disney characters. Mm-hmm. This one particular, I loved Rocky and Bullwinkle, and I loved Boris, Boris and Natasha, so my dad knew June Foray, who did um, Natasha, and so Natasha called me to wish me happy birthday. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so that was and really fun. As a kid, um, I don't know if you'll remember, but like, did you kind of, I don't want to say spoil the magic, but like, you know, having that person call Mm -hmm. you as that character, did you know that you're talking to that person or did you really think like, oh, Natasha's calling me? No, it didn't spoil the magic because these people were magical. Mm -hmm. You know, they, they loved their jobs. They loved what they did. And when they when they were the character they were really the character yeah. you know so and of course i i knew that real people did the voices mm-hmm. living with my dad yeah. <laughs> right so no it was still magical it was still amazing i think it's almost more magical when you know what goes behind all the scenes and Uh everything like that's how I am when I meet characters in the parks if I happen to know who's hanging out with Mickey Mouse that day and it's just that much more elevated of an experience right and I bet that was the same for you with the voice acting part that is so cool Mm -hmm. I have some fun memories of going to the park um you know my dad knew just about everybody, and so he knew um, the man who walked around in the Mickey Mouse costume for years and years and years, mm-hmm. you know, so they would do special stuff for me and my sister, and and then he knew um, Tinkerbell. Um, Tinkerbell, who flew at the original park for years, was um, she, I think she flew up until her old age. Oh, know? my goodness. So, Wait, when you say flew... Oh, um... When every night, a certain night at the park, they, they would have this huge guy wire that was um, hooked from one end of the park to the other, and um, Tinkerbell would fly from, to that, to the castle. I didn't I know they, okay, they yeah. still do that oh, at do both they? parks, uh-huh. but I didn't know that they did that back oh, then. Absolutely, absolutely. Was, <laughs> I didn't yeah. know that they were capable of doing oh, yeah. that. That is scary. That's yeah. so fun. Uh, there was one lady, I, I wish I remembered their names. Uh-huh. I don't remember... I want to say Paul Fries, but I don't think that's right. Was I think he was another voice artist, if I remember right. Yeah, so I got to meet Tinkerbell. <laughs> that is so funny. Um, and that's funny that you say that she did it into her old age, okay. because around the time that I was at Disney and doing my college program there back in 2013, cameras were getting a lot nicer, mm-hmm. and the zoom lens were getting a lot better, and... Mm-hmm. 
not to spoil the magic, mm-hmm. I might cut this out, I don't know, mm-hmm. but there used to be a little man that mm-hmm. would do Tinkerbell because you oh, have to be the right height right. and weight because <laughs> if, you if you're too heavy, you're going to zip on down it, but if mm-hmm. you're too light, you're going to go a lot slower and they needed just the right amount to go to the music mm-hmm. and people's cameras were getting so like high tech that they found that out and they had to get a girl that was just the right height and weight for right. it. And I think that's so funny. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh my gosh. Back away, back then they could get rid of or get away with it. Uh-huh. <laughs> so fun. Any other stories? Um, I remember my dad talking about what a perfectionist Walt Disney was and, you know, the voices had to be perfect. If they weren't, he'd find somebody else to do them. You know, he wasn't a tyrant or anything. Mm-hmm. He just knew exactly what he wanted. and Those characters just sound like uh-huh. he had it in his head. Right, and the drawings. And, well, you know, like the Indian chief, the animators used to try to capture the voice artists in the drawing. And so in the Indian chief, they copied my dad's fingers because he had very large sausage-type fingers because <laughs> he played bass fiddle for many years of his mm-hmm. career and his nose so and some of his facial expressions and so the animators would do that with lots of the the voice That's, artists so. and you said when the indian chief is twiddling his thumbs and stuff uh-huh. you said your dad did that right that is so fun oh yeah. my goodness how was it growing up as it being having your dad be a voice actor and if you got in trouble ah well, how was that growing up well since my dad is famous for his really bass voice, it's a very scary voice when you're a naughty kid. (laughs) And that's how we knew we were in trouble. He would scold us with that voice, and we knew we better stop whatever we were doing. I could imagine. It probably only took like one time for you to be like, oh, I'm never going to do that again. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. And how many siblings did you have? have? I had two older brothers and a younger sister. And when you were a kid, you were able to go to Disneyland as often as you want, and you could go for free, right? Uh Uh-huh, yeah, and we wouldn't have to wait in line, and we could go behind the scenes, behind the sets and stuff, so I'm trying to remember because this was so long ago, but we, um, in the Pirates of the Caribbean, we went, I don't know how to describe, but it's where other people can go unless Mm -hmm. you were part of the park yeah like the backstage area Uh what scene was it I just I remember lots of sparkly stars you know like it was a nighttime sky but that's all I can remember but that might have been the restaurant that's associated with it yeah there's a blue bayou area and then there's a canal and then Mm -hmm. I've seen it before where there's like a little bridge before you see the skeleton saying dead like your dad saying dead Uh men tell no tales (laughs) and that voice before you go down there's a bridge and then cast members walk along the ramp so maybe Uh that's where you're thinking of (laughs) I, i think it's a cool it's do they still have the tiki room? Mm-hmm. In both parts? Yeah, my dad did voices in that too, and I love the tiki Wait, room. Wait, <laughs> what? Tell me about that. Tell me all the Disney voices he did in the parks. No. You know, I, I that one just popped into my mind. He was one of the tiki people. Okay, the, the deep ones where they're um, like, yeah. I, 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 I should remember what they say. I don't I don't always go to that one, but I uh-huh. do enjoy the tiki room uh-huh. um, when they're trying to like summon a tiki god or spirit yeah. or something and they're doing the little uh-huh. bit. So that's him. Uh-huh. Oh and my he, gosh. Um, in the haunted house, he does some of the voices there, you know, the scary voices there. So. That's amazing. But do you want to share all of the Disney movies he's been in and then 
um, tell the other animated that's pretty popular. Oh, oh, yeah. So working for Walt Disney was not the beginning of my dad's career. Mm -hmm. When he was 18 years old, he ran away from home to join a band. And that's how he got the name Candy. His real name was John Candido. And I don't even think we used his name yet, have we? <laughs> I don't think yeah. so. I have, no. I've... So um, he was with a jazz trio, and the guitar player was named Coco. And so they thought it would be clever. It would be Candy and Coco. <laughs> and the piano f- player was named Ted Fiorito. And so he worked with them for many years. And then he moved on to different bands, different uh, big bands. And then he was asked to be Popeye, and so he was the original voice of Popeye, but then he got kind of cocky and asked for too much money, and (laughs) they found somebody else. (laughs) I feel like all actors do that at some point. They ask for too much, and then they're like, no, we don't need you. (laughs) We'll get somebody else. Yeah. He was young and new to the business. He was the original Popeye. And um, I have a recording of him singing a Popeye song. You know, he made about 80 movies, and he worked with... um, Jimmy Durante, which I mean, your audience, probably a lot of people don't even know who that is. And who is he? <laughs> Jimmy Durante was a comedian that was very popular in the day. He had a TV show, and my dad was on the TV show with him, and he, he made many movies, too. But, um, that is so cool that he yeah. worked with him. Uh-huh. That is awesome. Yeah, and to this day, um, I remember watching my dad on TV on the Jimmy Durante show, but the the family hasn't released those shows so oh. I, I've never been able to see them and I'm I'm dying to see my dad on those shows of again course. and I don't know if I ever will you should call them up and be like I just want to see my dad yeah. can you send a couple like just you know just a little bit that'd be good we just want to thank you for so much for being on the show and sharing all your wonderful stories oh Morgan it was my absolute pleasure okay. reliving all those moments again so thank you for interviewing me Absolutely. I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode with Flora. It was so great having her and all of her amazing stories. If you guys would like to support the show, if you could go to Apple Podcasts to leave a review, it truly helps this podcast out and new people discover us. If you have a magical moment that you would like to share, please go to justthemagic.com and click on the share your magic button. Again, we have episodes every Monday and Thursday, so be sure to subscribe so you never miss a single episode. Our next episode will be our 50th episode and the closing of season one, but don't worry, season two will be coming shortly after that. So I hope you guys subscribe and stay tuned for that because we have amazing stories coming up in the future. Oh,